Hi everybody, on 14th of July 2021, Zomato will officially go public. With 9,000 crores about to be raised, this is by far one of the biggest and perhaps the most awaited IPO of 2021. But as far as the numbers of the company are concerned, Zomato seems to be in deep, deep trouble. From 2018 to 2020, while the revenue of the company went from just 65 million to 368 million dollars, during the same time, the losses exploded by 20 times from just $15 million to more than $300 million. And every time Zomato has tried to become profitable, it has led to nothing but outrage. They first tried to launch Zomato Gold to lock in the customers from going to Swiggy, but that led to massive losses to the restaurant, which forced them to shut the service down. Then they tried increasing the prices of their dishes, but that ended up making the customers unhappy. So from the outset, it almost looks like the company is stuck in a vicious cycle of cash drain, which is leading to nothing but more and more losses. And this is what every single expert and fundamental analyst more or less has to say. But you know what guys, there is one very, very important factor that very few people are taking into consideration. And this factor could turn Zomato into a gold mine. And if you only understand this factor, you can go on to make the most strategic investments into the food tech space in the next five years. The question is, what exactly is this X factor and how can Zomato or Swiggy turn into a gold mine investment? The answer to this question lies in a peculiar case study of a Silicon Valley startup called June. This is a story that dates back to 2013 when June became one of the pioneers to develop something called the Smart Oven. This oven was so amazing that back in 2013 itself, it had a screen for viewing recipes, could be controlled over Wi-Fi and it was also Alexa compatible which allowed it voice command control back in 2013 itself. The company was doing so well that it was able to raise a series of funding from heavyweight investors. And in 2018, June also secured an investment from Amazon Alexa Fund. And the company started growing rapidly from 2015 to 2019. And just when everything looked perfect, something crazy happened. Just one year later, Amazon launched their own smart oven, which had exactly the same features as that of June, including Wi-Fi connectivity and Alexa integration. But the highlight over here was that Amazon's smart oven was priced at half the price of June's ovens. While June was selling its oven for about $4.99 to $6.99, Amazon's oven would have costed you only $250 back then. And that is how this rising startup became a competitor of its own prime investor. And Amazon started eating into the profits of its own best seller. Now the story of June is not the only incident. Every year Amazon unveils hundreds of products and they have developed an intricate playbook to put every competitor out of business. And if you look at the procedure as to how exactly this is done, it's pretty straightforward. Step number one, they find a best-selling product, use the data from the seller's profile and make a list of all the specifications that makes that product a best-selling product. Step number two, they read through the reviews and find out exactly what do the customers love so much about that product and then they buy a manufacturing unit to get them to make the exact same product and then they aggressively price it at 
30 to 40 percent lesser than the best selling product and this is how without trial and error amazon takes a cakewalk to make millions of dollars by selling products from all categories by successfully eliminating the best seller himself and all of this is being done because amazon has three incredible superpowers number one it has the consumer data so amazon knows exactly how much the customer can afford and what kind of products the customer wants to buy number two it has the data of every seller so they know what features make a product a best-selling product and last and most importantly amazon has a superpower of digital real estate by which it can give special preference and rank its own products at number one position and make million dollar sales this is what makes consumer and seller data practically a gold mine for amazon and guess what this is exactly the case with zomato in this case Zomato has all the data about the thousands of restaurants and millions of consumers who have used Zomato to order food. Zomato knows exactly which dishes are in high demand in which area. And on top of that, Zomato also knows as to what is the optimum price for a particular dish. In fact, they even know what is the best time to sell a particular dish. For example, Zomato knows that in Hinjavadi, Pune, biryani priced at 150 rupees will go on to become a bestseller. And the best season for biryani is from November to December. So this way, Zomato and Swiggy are practically sitting on a data goldmine and they can use it very easily to launch their own food chain, eventually undercutting the existing food chains to make millions of dollars in profits. And this can turn Zomato and Swiggy both into super profitable businesses in no time. Fun fact, both Zomato and Swiggy have already ventured into it using something called the concept of cloud kitchen. And there are two Zomato services that very few people are talking about. And those are Zomato Kitchen and Zomato Hyperpure. To understand the depth of this, you first need to understand what exactly is a cloud kitchen. In simple words, cloud kitchen is nothing but a super efficient restaurant which only gives out takeaway orders and has got no dining space. It's basically just the kitchen of the restaurant that takes online orders and gives it out to delivery. A simple example of the same is Behro's Biryani. It's got no outlets but has got a fantastic digital presence. And this concept of cloud kitchen, ladies and gentlemen, is a revolution in the making. Why? Because it has got some game-changing cost benefits over a conventional restaurant. Now just to put that on paper, with standard assumptions and standard costing, here's what the comparison with a conventional restaurant looks like. If you take a conventional 50-seater restaurant, it would require 6 lakhs of rental costs considering that you would need 2000 square feet of area, 20 lakhs in rental deposit, 8 to 10 lakhs for licenses, 8 to 15 lakhs for equipment, working capital which would include inventory, salary and light bill will require about 20 lakhs and most importantly, the monthly revenue needed to break even in 2 years is about 20 lakhs. On the contrary, if you look at a cloud kitchen, the space needed would reduce significantly and would cost you just about 50,000 to 1 lakh in rent. Apart from that, you just have to pay 1 lakh in rental deposit, licenses would cost the same, equipment would cost the same, but the working capital needed to operate a cloud kitchen will go down by 50% as compared to a restaurant 
to just 10 lakhs and most importantly the revenue needed to break even in two years also goes down by 50 percent again to just 8 to 10 lakhs and the benefits well you're looking at a saving of 5 lakhs in rent per month you save 19 lakhs in rental deposits 10 lakhs in working capital which eventually results into the best part that is 10 lakh rupees less is needed as a monthly revenue to break even in two years and this is the insane cost benefit that a cloud kitchen has over a conventional restaurant and here's where most people underestimate the power of digital marketing people instead of investing into infrastructure heavily even if a fraction of that money in this case even if 1 lakh rupees is rotated in marketing it is more than enough to drive insane amount of traffic to the cloud kitchen and on paper what looks like two years can even be achieved in one year a standing example of the same is rebel foods now this is a company that owns fast foods and behros biryani and you know what both these brands individually bring in about 16 to 17 crores worth of business per month and they have about 300 cloud kitchens across 35 cities in the country best part all of this was done in less than 10 years from 2011 to 2020 and here's where zomato kitchens come in and all these brands like Fasus, Bheros, Good Bowl, Boxit, they're all using Zomato or Swiggy to sell their dishes, right? Well, in that case, if you see, Fasus and Zomato, Bheros and Zomato share the exact same relationship as June Oven and Amazon. So just like Amazon had seller's data and knew everything about what worked for June and what did not, Zomato knows exactly which Behro's cloud kitchen is doing well and which is not. Just like Amazon had customer data and knew exactly what is the purchase power of the audience and who wants to buy an oven, Zomato knows exactly who is more inclined to buy a sandwich, who is more inclined to buy a roll and who is more inclined to buy a biryani. And most importantly, just like Amazon had the superpower of digital real estate to enlist its products on top, Zomato can particularly open up its own cloud kitchen and list its products at top with an aggressive pricing model and undercut its own best sellers like Behros and Fasus. And the best part is instead of being so evil, Zomato and Swiggy are doing it more ethically now, which is where ventures like Zomato Kitchen and Swiggy Access come into play. Zomato Kitchen is this wonderful partnership between Zomato and a bunch of hand-picked brands across the country wherein Zomato uses its superpower of data and chooses the most profitable location in a particular area. And then, based on what works best in that location, certain brands are chosen. And Zomato will provide them with everything starting from raw material to kitchen infrastructure. And this kitchen will have multiple sellers from specific categories. And this space will be shared by all the cloud kitchens together, which will maximize their profits and will optimize their cost. And what most people do not know is that this concept is a profit machine because this system will then go on to give rise to something called super cloud kitchen which will be so efficient so efficient that in just 2000 square feet space that is in the space of just one restaurant a cloud kitchen can accommodate more than 50 brands and process more than 3000 orders a day 
A standing example of the same is a Dubai-based startup called Ketopi, which has these super cloud kitchens that can accommodate 40 to 70 brands in just 2,000 square feet and can process 3,000 plus orders in a day. Cherry on the cake, Ketopi plans to go fully automated and will run these super cloud kitchens without human intervention by next year. If this is very very clear to you, now let's have a look at the economics of the cloud kitchen in India and see where does Zomato have its gold mine. This is what the economics of a conventional cloud kitchen in India today looks like. We've got three kinds of costs, raw material is about 40%, commissions to the aggregator that is Zomato plus logistics is about 25%, fixed cost like wages and energy is about 25% and profit is very less at just 10%. And most people look at this thin margin of just about 10% and then jump to a conclusion that it's not profitable enough and the fact that it's not viable enough for Zomato. Well, that's because they don't realize that this is a super inefficient model because cloud kitchen is still at the baby stage in India. And just three to four years down the line, this is what it's going to look like. Even if I use Ketopi's trajectory and use that as a reference for what it has achieved by January 2019, here's what the figures look like. Raw material expenses is just about 28%, fixed cost which includes labor cost, order processing, production overhead and sales discount accounts for about 21%, brand royalty is about 7%, Commission to the aggregator is about 28% and this makes the profit stand at 16%. And here's where the X factor comes in. Because the fun fact is, Ketopi is also a middleman. Which is why, in case of Zomato, the profits will shoot up. Why? Because Zomato does not have to pay aggregator commission because Zomato is the aggregator. And in case of raw materials, Zomato is already building a robust supply chain with something called Hyper Pure. And this is a supply chain that will connect the cloud kitchen directly with the source, which will bring down the cost of the raw material further from 28% to even less than 25%. And now if you look at the figures, you will see that Zomato's commission alone stands at 44%, even if you neglect the margins from Hyper Pure. And with a healthy 10% commission on delivery, we are still looking at a 34% profit. And if you follow Ketopi's trajectory, this profit margin could easily go above 50% in the next 10 years. So in short, by 2025, looking at Ketopi's numbers, the same 200 rupees roll where Zomato is incurring a loss of 20 to 30 rupees, it will eventually go on to give a profit of 50 to 100 rupees. And this point is where Zomato and Swiggy will both go on to become super profitable businesses with super profitable cloud kitchens across the country. And my sense is Zomato is raising these $1 billion to transition to this next curve of cloud kitchen. So now the question is, should you invest into Zomato or not? Well, I don't want to tell you anything specifically for the IPO, but whenever you look forward to investing into Zomato or similar companies, Please remember these important lessons. Lesson number one, always remember, as much as people are obsessed with numbers and the math, it is important for you to understand that more than numbers, it is the story behind those numbers that is important. In this case, there are so many people out there on the internet itself 
who are so engrossed into fundamental analysis and the present numbers of the company that they've completely lost sight of the fact that we are living in the 21st century, wherein the next disruption is less than three years away. And we as ordinary people, while we are looking at the present and the next two years of the company, the investors like the Sequoia Capital are looking at a 10 year trajectory. And as soon as we start putting ourselves into their shoes and look at a 10 year trajectory, it will help us better understand these companies. Eventually, it will give us more clarity for our investment. Lesson number two, if you want to find these trajectories, the best way would be to do some extensive research about companies all across the world and find out those companies which are already in the next curve. In this case, if you see, an understanding of how Ketopi is operating gave us a very good understanding of how Zomato will be operating. And that is how you can derive some very valuable insights about what's going to happen in the future. And last and most importantly, keep a close eye on how Zomato and Swiggy keep pivoting to the next curve. Because these kind of transition periods have got some very, very valuable business lessons to teach to each one of us. And always remember, once a great man said that innovation always happens in the next curve. And those who look for it will end up owning the future. In this case, it is the rise of the next generation food tech startups. And Zomato's IPO will mark the beginning of this revolution in India. That's all from my side for today, guys. If you learned